Um, I was doing stuff for years, and I don't think of myself as a composer. Uh, I think of myself as an emergency, put something together for next Sunday sort of composer. And um, so I was doing workshops for the Guild every summer about this, and handing people like 30 pages of stuff to take home and use. And then of the Guild said, oh, we should publish this stuff. So now it's copyrighted and I can't hand it out anymore. But uh, both the Choristers Guild booth and Pine Place, place, they have copies of it, and they look like this. This is the same thing. You can get it in print, and then permission to Xerox, or you get it on a disc, and you just take it and stick it in the bulletin, or you print seven copies for your choir. There are places where you'll where I'll show you some things where the congregation has stuff that they need to do with it. You know, we're accompanying a prayer or something, and that's all printed, and you just stick it in the bulletin as a PDF file. And what's it called? After the Prelude. Anyway, we're going to talk about that a little bit. But first, I had an interesting time yesterday sitting in a class about the worship matrix finding out about how Baptists plan worship. Uh, I served a Baptist church for one year, 40 years ago. Um, so I don't know how this works, because I've been in liturgical churches most of my life. All, however, what I discovered in preparing for today is Baptists are very liturgical. There is a system, and that's all it means. Um, and I looked at, I don't know, 20 church bulletins from around the country, from large and small churches, whatever I could find online, and it's, there is a pattern that is really followed. So who in your church is involved in planning worship? I assume the preacher and music director. Organist gets involved. Children's minister, good. Worship leader for the contemporary service. Okay, what about uh, who is involved specifically in planning the music for the service? Music director and hope. Organist. Pastor. Pastor gets involved there too. What are non musical things we need to take into account when we're choosing? Literature for the Bell Choir play. Scripture reading. Scripture. Sermon Season. topic. Sometimes. Sermon topic. Season. Church year, sure. Special events, communion or... Communion. And Baptism. communion raises both the kind of music you can play and where you're going to stand wow. and play it sometimes, doesn't it? Um, some big Sunday school day means half your Bell Choir can't be there because they're, you know, teaching being recognized at the same time you're trying to get organized. What else? I put in on your handout on one side a relatively liturgical sort of what we would traditionally call liturgical service and on the other side sort of generically what I picked up from looking at all of these uh, more supposedly free form services. Turns out they're not so free form after all. At least no more free form than an Episcopal services. And we're going to go through some things now and, and show you ways to use bells 
in every single aspect of the service except the sermon. <laughs> and, and, um, the only way I've ever fit, found to use bells for a sermon is as an alarm clock. You know, <laughs> um, our new preacher, who started only a month ago, preaches eleven to twelve minutes. So yeah, exactly. And, you know, we had last week, we, two weeks ago, we had communion and a baptism and a mission thing, and we were out on time. And two long anthems. And we were out at, in an hour. There you go. Um, okay. Yeah, everybody's very happy. And besides, her preaching is really wonderful. Well, besides that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, besides that it's short, it's also actually worthwhile. <laughs> That's a really good feature. Okay, let's assume that for the prelude, we're going to play a piece that we bought. And, and learn for the occasion. And we chose it because either it was time to play that piece or somehow it, it, it really fit the day. Okay? Here's some stuff to do at the beginning of a service. Can we play this, please? The whole piece is LV. Can you see it or do we need to turn the lights down? Can you read it okay? You all set? One. Two and three. It's LV, don't turn anything off. Yeah. Right, except people kept turning things off. <laughs> Stop doing yeah. that now. You're too well trained. Yeah. Um, Episcopal churches, Presbyterian churches will sometimes use something like this at the beginning of the service, except they would just use one line, and I thought it was kind of fun to put in the canon, and then at the end, you ring the hour. So if you have a 9.30 service, you play it nine times, or nine and a half, if you can figure it out. <laughs> That's when you do a mark lift. <laughs> yeah. uh, and by the way, we just, as of this week, we put six handbell ringtones up on YouTube, and one of them is that. It sounds really cool on your phone. Is it in um, all of your prelude? And, okay. Yeah. This is, I should say one more thing about this. This is, oh, this is the handout from the previous hour. Who needs oh, that? I can use that. Okay. Um, this is um, set up for the lectionary, but you don't have to use it. The indexes are scripture and hymns and stuff like that. So this is year A, which starts this advent, so that every Sunday is keyed to something. No, this and this is year B, which we're finishing. No, which we have another year to go. But it has all three years. Okay, rally day. That lovely day is fall, when it would be really cool to make a big splash, but we haven't had time for a proper rehearsal. So this, bell, this piece uses five ringers. And they don't have to turn anything off for the whole time, which means they don't need tape. They just stand there. And five people who can read music just play this little fanfare. And it sounds really cool, and everybody's terribly impressed. Can I get this any clearer? Is that better? Okay, okay lighting the Advent candles. Um, 
Do you do this in your church? Yes. Okay. Um, this is something that will work with or without bells throughout the thing. Can somebody play the piano for us? Did I, did I bring my... Oh, I didn't even bring that thing over. We have to move the piano so somebody can see the thing. Who's going to play the piano? So I can memorize that part. We actually had a class my senior year on how to move a piano without hurting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is in year B where all the Old Testament lessons are Isaiah and um, so the verses are all about uh, all the reading from Isaiah. You read more than you want. Okay. You ready? Got all those notes? One, two, three, four. Subtitle in my mind for this piece is Can Handbells Speak in Tongues? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
So here's what's going to happen. We are an Easter people living in a season of light. We know that Christ is raised and calls us to be full of light. Okay, so now what he's going to do is play this on a really big stop on the organ and then play it again quietly and keep going. And while everything else is going on, you're going to be kind of background to, to what's coming next. Okay? set of bells, but they're also in different keys, different tempos, totally different pieces of music, and it sounds like a complete mess up close. So here's what we do. The organ is fixed in, in space, right? It's, it can only be in one place. The three handbell groups are in opposite corners of the room, and people in the middle at first don't know what in the world you're doing, and by the end, are just kind of going like this because they can hear all those distinct hymn tunes going on at the same time. And by the end of it, it's Pentecost. Which sounds like Babel if you're up close to it. Which is a whole other take on Pentecost. Okay, thank you very much. Next, processional and hymns. This is an Advent processional. Once the bells get going, they just keep doing their thing. And then you see at the end of the page, there's where it says ring on the chime line. It's, O come, O come, Emmanuel. And then the flute or something comes in at the bottom. Do, 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 do. And they can do it until everybody gets to the front. And then they play a chord. You know how long that took to write? About three minutes. It took a minute to figure out what hymns would go together, and then you, I just wrote it down. You can do this. That's my point. Okay. One of the fun things about bells as a texture is that you don't have to play every note like the organ is doing. So here we have chords that go with what the organ is doing. Can you play Holy 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 without looking at it? Yeah. 
sharp three. And we go all the way up to D7 over here. And you're just playing half notes and do this. Get them way out there so it looks like half notes. Here we go. One and two. people to play all the all these notes that are printed. Can we get organized? F3 and B flat three and then C F Okay? So here's what happens. We stand in the center aisle like this and take a step back in the pews. And then somebody's here, and then the next one's here, and the next one's here, until we've got all ten or whatever of us going down the aisle. And the procession can come right between us while we're standing there going like this in the opening. Um, now, look at measure one of the bell part. You see I put a one up above it there and then a two? It's because it's the same bar over and over and over again. Eight times. Then at measure nine, it's the first chord twice, the second chord twice, the first chord twice, the second chord twice, and then back like the beginning. So it's easy to memorize. You just have to be sure you've stepped far enough in that you're not going to whack a soprano <laughs> the bell on our way by. Unless you get to pick which soprano. Okay, can we try this once? And again, these chords fit the organ. The organ's in charge. We're just making happy bell noise. <laughs> so here we go. B flat. Here we go. One and two. Hosanna, Spanish hymn, and I had uh, two mariachi trumpets, and 
castanets and whatnot, and piano. Um, this is Alfirma Foundation, which is an early American tune, and I think of um, a wagon train or something with this piece. So this is the same, see the bell part? It's one chord all the way through, but it's ring, or mark lift, and then mark mark. Boom, 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 to the tune foundation. Because otherwise, it may sound like it's being sung at the women's club, and we, you know, and we really don't want to sing that. This is a rugged, you know, work boots kind of melody. And I stop and talk to the congregation about that before we do it. And then I say, now the bells are going to show you how to do this. Okay, you ready? Is everybody in four flats? One and two. And one, three. Conductor simply says, second verse, and tell the congregation when to sing. Okay. Next. All glory, laud, and honor. This actually is a piece, and Dylan, I should have told you this earlier. Can you set up the audio? Okay. You know how? I'll figure it out. I'll bet you will. I want you to hear this one because it's really fun and really easy, but you'll see that in a minute. Okay, let's go on to something else and we'll come back. In case you do a Kyrie, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. And they're just an easy little bell part. You'll have to bring your computer over here. We're not going to use a computer. Oh, no. Play it through your system. Through uh, the, the, DVD, the CD player. Oh, okay. Um, and then I, I mentioned that in this collection, the way they printed it, that's the congregation part. And it comes as a TIFF file uh, in your, on the, on the <coughs> this has an audio disc of the whole thing. This book, this, this year has 80 pieces. There's an audio file of them, and then all of them for printing out on the, on the DVD. What price this range? Stuff, I got to tell you, this is so easy. What price range is that? I think it's like $60 or something like that. Um, this stuff is so easy, we recorded those 80 pieces in two Saturdays. But just, you know, do the next one. Okay, you ready? The yes. first piece? Okay. Okay, that's this Heart and Herald. But look how, oh, I'll glory about honor. But look how easy the bell part is. Oh, that's not it. What's that? Oh, try another track. That's Santo, Santo, Santo. That's not it either. We believe in God. No. 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 in order. <laughs> Try the first one again. 
Never mind. Okay. <laughs> we're, go we're just going to go on. Okay. Here, this one. This, this is the prayer of St. Francis. And I'm pretty sure you have this one in there. Oh. Don't know And we use this a couple times a year, probably. The congregation just thinks they're the smartest thing ever. <laughs> yep. Lord, make me an instrument to my peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. Transfiguration. We're going to uh, play this. So find the right key. Check out that bell fuse chart. How's our time? We're good. Um, Transfiguration is a Sunday that we kind of don't know what to do with and how to design a worship service around it because that's sort of there's this sense of um, what really happened here and how do we explain it in you know literal terms and now let's ignore it again this year you know it's, that's what often happens so we do um, we try to find a, a way to work with transfiguration every year sometimes we build the three um, what they call tabernacles in, in King James up in a balcony so the people can see them but they're far, far away, or something. This is what we used one year for. When we played this handbell chord, see this note? Bells of the LV chord re begin random ringing quietly through measure 12 uh, and, and the reading that follows. So here's measure 12. And then while this reading is going on, we're still random ringing that A chord. And then we start the next one, and there's a solo voice, or all the women of the choir, or something. And then we do the same thing. We random ring this A chord. Okay? Can we have everybody who's not ringing sing when we get there? So play the chord. And then start the little random cymbal there is all it is. Happy bell noise. Gracious God, you who surprise us with new experiences of love, help us to be open to your appearance among us and within us. Now we're in measure three. Two. Um, um, four. 
your spirit among us. Uh, make us attentive to your word and ready to live as you created us to live. And now we play. Transfiguration, and you know what? That was the year that we made the preacher preach about it. <laughs> so then he had to figure out something to say. <laughs> okay, here are some scripture helpers. Uh, on Christmas Eve, we often read the Micah, O thou Bethlehem, in the midst, middle of nowhere. Who do you think you are? Um, so in the right in the middle of the reading. Um, would you be a flute for us? Thank you. Pick a key, please. Okay, here we go. One, two, one, two, and three. This is while the scripture is being read about Bethlehem. something besides Silent Night <laughs> with the bell. Okay, I did a bunch of psalm refrains that are in these various years. This is one of them. We're not going to play it. But you can see how easy. The bell part is a, an ostinato. There's a lot of ink involved, but it, we could have just printed one bar and said, play it a lot. <laughs> okay, here's another one on Oh God, Our Help. Um, this is the shortest piece in the book. <laughs> the reading from Acts is about Jesus and the disciples choosing a 12th person to replace Judas. The number 12 is important because it reminds us of the 12 tribes of Israel and other historical references. With a little practice to master the timing, a handbell chord can be played 12 times during the reading of this scripture. The chord below makes a pleasing sound. The bells will have a better chance of being rung together if three pairs of hands play the six notes instead of six people each having one. <laughs> so just while that scripture is being read, play the chord 12 times. This is a really fun one. The ringers are going to, to each ring a note while either someone else reads a beatitude or the ringer rings their bell and then plays and then reads says that in the attitude. So a liturgist says, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain. 
And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, who has C5? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. A6. Blessed are those who mourn. Okay? Now go to measure 9 after we've done all 8 of the Beatitudes. And play slowly. 2, 3, 4. Okay. That's right. And that's while we're speaking, blessed are you when people revile you. And then the bottom line is a scale. Here we go. Two, three, and four. Play it again, and this time somebody read that rejoice and be glad. Here we go. Again. Rejoice and be glad, for you renewed. I can't read the words. <laughs> For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. That's right. Oh, the music great. <laughs> music major, right? That's right. That was music major. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one. Um, we do um, a word of the Lord, thanks be to God kind of thing at the end of Scripture. So this is one where the lector gets to sing. Or... Somebody from the choir can do it, too, if we have a chicken lector, or a lector who we really don't want to, to try to go, the word of the Lord. And there are four different ones here. That's the bells, too. Holy wisdom, holy word, thanks be to God. And that just gets printed in the, in the bulletin. Okay. Here we go. Now we have that santo, santo, santo. Can you find that again? It's the one that starts with a humming sound. And this is what somebody was mentioning earlier about the way you usually see singing bells used. That's how they're used here. Just this chord that goes on for about a week. Yes. And I use this, this little random thing as kind of a halo thing.
uh, Pentecost hymn. My congregation, when I got there 18 years ago, had never sung an actual plain song, a chant thing. And they didn't know what to do about it. It just was way too bizarre. And our room, where I'm in a gothic sort of room, and it looks like it ought to have great acoustics, and it just doesn't. It, it has no reverberation at all, practically. It's all stone, and it just somehow doesn't work out. So we create fake good acoustics by using handbells. So this hymn, this is, you'll see what it is here. Come Holy Ghost, our souls inspire. And they've never sung this. It's now their favorite part of the Pentecost service. Because we do this. If you have three octaves, you play this thing. If you have four octaves, you play this. If you have five octaves, you play this. You start the A bells, and then you sing the first part of the hymn, and then you add the B bells, and then you add the C bells. So let's just do the three octave version right now, because it's easier. So you ready? You know what, which section you're in? Yes, once you start, you continue. And if you're going to sing multiple verses, instead of doing this, A, B, and C, we would, start, we would do the whole first verse on A, and then add the B bells for the second verse. Yeah, okay. So start the A bells. And everyone sing. Come, congregation just thinks they're the coolest thing there ever was when they do that on Pentecost. Okay. This is another one where it's just fat chords while the organ plays what the organ plays on a Duke Street. And we don't need an organ for this, for the Methodist theme song. This is this song is to Methodists what a mighty fortress is to Lutherans. <laughs> This, the way this one works is, you see all those half notes in the first verse? Now at the bottom of the page where it says B, it's the same exact piece, but B2 puts rhythm in the treble clef. And then the third verse adds rhythm to the bass clef. But it's the same notes all the way through. We only sing seven verses to this hymn. Um, there, are, there are actually 21. Or 65. But each one is like 20 seconds long. So, you know, seven verses is still less than two minutes. Okay. Uh, this one I want you to hear. So we need to figure it out. 
Um, they said that they wanted a creed uh, for Easter, utilizing bells. So I went online and found this creed that was just amazing. That's not it. We believe in God, That's it. Hang the on. Almighty, Stop. who creates I got a hold of the minister who wrote it in Tom's River, New Jersey, and said, I'd like to use your creed. And he said, great, that's why I put it online. He said, yeah, but we're going to publish it. And he said, great, knock yourself out. Great. <laughs> Somebody who didn't want cash. That's great. Yeah, so we, we did. That's right. And I, I asked him for a letter to that effect. <laughs> you won't believe this creed. Here's a Thanksgiving litany on Nettleton, come thou fount of, for the fruits of your creation. And again, see the bell part is an ostinato plus the melody on top. Okay. Hand bell or something else, dedication. With the congregation, alleluia, let praises ring. All saints. Years before I got to the church where I'm serving, they started observing All Saints. And um, it's a pretty big attendance because they read the names of everybody who's died since 1st of November last year. We've decided to add this bell thing. So we use these eight bells that are printed up above. <clears throat> and we use this liturgy. We print whatever of the liturgy the congregation needs. Um, so we need, can people grab these appropriate bells? Just one each, please. So we need eight people involved. And let's just go through it. Uh, can you read the bold parts? And I'll read the unbold parts. Can you even tell what that is by looking at it? Okay. So do we ring on our, uh, under, the underline? I'll show you. Okay. Yep. Um, Lord be with you. Let us pray. God of the ages, we give you thanks for saints, those of our day and of days before, who nurtured us in faith, who told us the stories of Jesus, and who cultivated among us a sense of our own vocation to follow God's path. Help us not only to remember them, but also to follow their 
God of all time, we praise you for all your servants who have done justice, loved mercy, and walked humbly with their God. For all those who have faithfully served you, witnessed bravely, and died in the faith, who are still shining lights in the world, we praise you, O God. And when I say an underlined word, name, ring your bell, and don't turn it off. You are the God of Abraham and Sarah, of Moses and Miriam. Just the bell that's printed. Uh, you are the God of Joshua and Deborah, Ruth and David. You are the God of the Old Testament priests and prophets, of the New Testament apostles and martyrs. You are the God of our mothers and fathers, the God of our children, the God of all people through all the generations. For those we have known, don't turn them off, you, for those we have known and loved you by their faithful obedience and steadfast hope have shown the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, we praise you, O God. And then we read the list. And it will, we'll have two or three different voices reading the list. And we ring the bells in that same order. The ringers have to have a script. They have to have the list with their notes after each name. So they, you know, we don't have two bells or no bells. <clears throat> then after the list of names completely keep randomly ringing, we acknowledge people who have served as saints in our own lives, parents, teachers, mentors, and friends who have challenged us to be all God created us to be. Let us call out the names of our own saints. And people call off, you know, a Sunday school teacher or grandma or somebody. And that can go on for quite a while. And when it finally is winding down, the liturgist goes on. We also remember with thanksgiving saints alive today who continue to touch our lives and our faith journeys, and we look ahead with hope to the people whose faithful witness to God's love will inspire future generations. Keep us grateful for the witness of the saints of all generations, and make us, like them, eager to follow in the way of Christ. Then at the last, bring us with them to share in the inheritance of the saints of life. Amen. And then the bells stop. We've now done this for 17 years, except one year when a new senior minister came and said, You've been doing that for how long? Let's not do it. He nearly lost his job. It, this has become so important, and we've never once had the experience of doing it and not have someone come up and say, Uncle Fred got his wings today after we, his name was read. Okay. Um, another one was singing bells, just an amen to follow a prayer. They wanted something for communion. Here's the problem with communion for bells. We already talked about the logistical problem, right? We also don't know how long it's going to take. Right. So we have to have something flexible. So this was just written with that in mind. It's all these hymns that most congregations know, and if they don't, you can skip that one. So here's, be present at our table, Lord. All these hymns have a little introduction, and then they're all in E-flat or C minor. So we don't change. It actually could be played at music stands instead of tables. So if you can't put your tables up at communion, you can stand over here and do it. Okay. So when you finish that one, you do then the little interlude and go into King of Kings, yet born of Mary. 
And then at the end of that, there's a little interlude, which goes into, oh, and you see this here, if they're done, or if you're done with that hymn, you can just stop. If you're going on some more, you take the second ending and go into the next hymn. And the next hymn is, uh, oh, that's not the next hymn. I didn't give you the whole thing. And then, let us break bread together. And here, O oh my Lord, I see thee face to face, and then be known to us in breaking bread. <coughs> and then, Dona Nobis Pacha. So it can be like nine minutes long or two minutes long, depending on how long it takes in your usual thing. But we've done it several times where we got surprised, and I just said, stop at the end of the next, when you get to the next double bar, end. Okay. And if, you, if your congregation doesn't sing Bread of the World, you just skip that one. And this is what goes in the, in the bulletin for the congregation. So they can sing along with that while communion is happening. Okay. Ah, this one we are going to hear. This is the one I thought was earlier. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. This is organ and bells. Um, and in some hymnals it's in G, so the book also has it in G. How's our time? That's not it. That's we the Verses you sing to this hymn. Again, this took about as long to write as it did to write it out.
Okay. Shalom chaverim, shalom chaverim, or farewell, good friends. Can you see what the accompaniment is in ostinato? How many people does it take? If you have five octaves, there are nine bells. And the low D is played with a mallet. A little quick benediction peel, which also works neatly, by the way, after I now pronounce you husband and wife. <laughs> and there's an expanded version of the benediction peel. Um, some of the churches in our area ring a bell 27 times after the prayer of commendation in a memorial service um, for three times three times three. And so this is simply a handbell version of ringing a bell 27.